Hello, ladies and gentlemen, out there in Radio Land. This is Those Muckrakers, episode 86, coming at you live once again through the power of the internet. I am not six. I am not sick, Pat. And um, I don't care. I'm Pete. I'm dying right now, so this is going to be fun. He is very sick, Pete. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's not even that I'm, like, debilitatingly sick. It's just that, like, I have no energy. I lost all... It feels like I lost all the momentum from all the working out and healthy stuff I've been doing. And I hate, hate, hate everything right now. Meanwhile, I lost 14 pounds in the last 22 days. Ah, my diet's doing fantastically. Yeah, you fucking asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so we both took our own approach to uh, dieting and exercise, where Pete here did all exercise and I did all dieting. And uh, I did some dieting. I wasn't just like, "Mm, cheeseburgers and running. Like, I was, I just didn't do the diet as well as you did. I mean, you kind of did the cheeseburgers and running. No, I did not. Like, I I was trying to eat better. Like, I just didn't stick to it as religiously as you did. Right, right. If by better you mean batter and butter fried together. You know, one day I will be well again, and I will be to run. <laughs> I will be able to run faster than you can, and I will use that ability to run you down and then do fucking jumping jacks on your throat. I know, I know, but until then, this is absolutely delightful. And then all the different variations of fucking jumping jacks I've learned how to do, then I'm just going to do those on your face. One day the bear will be uncaged, but until then, I have a mighty long stick, and it is a mighty grumpy bear, just, which just, I can pose. And you're like, oh, thank God. He just they're like, oh, no, now he's doing squat jacks. <laughs> now he's doing squat jacks, and also the thing where you drop down and do the diamond push-ups. Ah! Yeah, all on your throat. All of my poor throat, but my poor, very thin throat at the time. Yeah, I was fucking break it like a bird's neck. <laughs> I saw, I was about to pull a Wesley's or saw a bird. I saw like the craziest crane the other day. I should put that as like our. I'm gonna uh, bet. I'm gonna. I'm gonna it? bet that the crane wasn't that crazy. Like you're. You're gonna. What? What did it do? I want to hear what it did because I'm gonna say I bet it wasn't that crazy. It stood there for a bit and then turned around. Yeah, exactly. See, whenever people are like, I saw a dog do the craziest thing. What did it do? It sat on a bitch. It's never like, I saw a fucking eagle driving a Jeep. I didn't say it did a crazy thing. I just said it was a crazy crane because it was just sort of chilling there. I, feel I have like a that's better crane than I saw, though. It was, a, it was a water bird, and it was hanging out with all the geese. I'm going to put that up as our like uh, show avatar this week. You put whatever you want up. I don't care. <laughs> I just... You're too sick to fight me over it. <laughs> I don't care about anything. And I realized today that I don't even have the ability to talk about the president anymore. I don't understand. I don't like and understand how other news organizations do it. Uh, I mean, we kind of did it all the way up until now. Even then, I think it just the anger starts seeping <laughs> in and we're like, Oh, man, we can't threaten the guy. But, boy, I'd like to make some threats. Huh. We used to be a lot worse about that. Like, back in the day when uh, every other thing we said, I'd be like, well, that has to be edited out of the final broadcast. Nothing made it in except for the time I said if I had the flu, I would go down to Pennsylvania Avenue and shake a lot of hands. (laughs) But I think that's because we couldn't decide if that was actually, like, a threat against sitting members of the government or not. Yeah, you know, I uh, I'd be interested when that makes it to court, and then that's like a landmark (laughs) case, like, is... Yeah. Is talking about walking, you know, is that is that be considered fucking, you know, uh, a threat? I don't know, but we'll find out in court. Yep, yep. So, uh, speaking of finding out in court, uh, Kavanaugh was back in the news this week. You know, I've kind of switched my opinion on Kavanaugh. Yeah? All right. So, oh, if let's... anyone doesn't remember, Kavanaugh is the guy who... Um, serially flopped his wiener in people's faces unsolicited back in college. Yeah, he definitely had some conduct unbecoming, but... Like he was all over a girl who was completely not into it, so his friend turned up the radio to drown out her screams for help. Yeah, and the problem with that one was, like, they were teenagers, and it's pretty fucked up, and the problem with stuff like that is... Those stories, uh, it's hard to find corroborating evidence with them. A, I'm not saying it didn't happen, but it, it, there actually are more people cooperating with it as of this week. Yeah, and then but like anyway. and, and and like you know, B, it's a long time ago. Not excusing it, but I think the problem is to try to it dilutes the pool to try to because now someone else said like, what he was weird at a college party. Yeah. 
Um, and so, like, I think to, like, try to get, like, we're going to impeach him, I think that is a misstep right now because I think it dilutes from the greater problem of we need to impeach the president, which we will get into uh, later in the show because there's a whole bunch of impeachment news. Yeah, yeah, there actually is for once. Like, impeachment impeachment does seem to be underway, but at the same time, Nancy Pelosi is, like, hardline against it and... Yeah, that's that's just a whole mess. But like you said, we'll get into that later in the podcast. But I, gotta... I will say about Kavanaugh that even if even if he isn't still a serial molester like he was back at his college party years, yeah. he under oath lied about a lot of details of that party, which definitely and, makes it seem like he knows full well what he did back And his back conduct uh, in a public forum, I feel, was unbe- unbecoming of a Supreme Court justice and right, I, when I, they set him down, he <coughs> uh, yelled, he screamed, he pouted. Yeah. He, uh, the first thing, his opening gambit was to spread more conspiracy theories right. about how this is all a hit job from Hillary. Um, my, and yeah, my stuff pro- like I talked that. to, I so talked to a, clearly he can't be non-biased if that's his take on. I talked to a, this whole thing. I talked to a friend who said it was talking about it and about how this guy had to have in front of his wife and kids his whole life opened and everything examined and blah blah blah. And yeah, that's very, it's very difficult for a person to go through, but you don't have to take the job of Supreme Court justice and that comes with the territory, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like you're not entitled to the job of SCOTUS. Yeah. If uh, if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen, let someone else come up and do it. It's too important of a job to let somebody with the wrong temperament in there. And that's my bigger problem. He definitely has the wrong temperament. You should be able to go into a fucking McCarthy hearing and just get pounded on being a communist for like four hours and not lose your composure. That's the kind of person that you want, you know. Everyone, yeah, I believe, you I should... believe exemplary, exemplary conduct was what Hillary had yeah. during the eleven-hour Benghazi hearings, well, where she just sat there answering their questions, perfectly calm. She didn't hold anything back. She didn't plead the fifth. She wasn't like Corey Lewandowski this week saying, "I've been advised not to answer anything on that." You over, uh, and over and over again. You should look like Judge Judy, not the people that are on Judge Judy, which is what he looked like. Exactly. You know, the one where she's just trying to get the facts of the case, and the guy's like, Your Honor, uh, just, you know, uh, if I could just say... Um, no, no, Your Honor, no, Your Honor, no. Your Honor, the plaintiff is a bitch, okay? <laughs> I said it. The plaintiff is a straight-up bitch. Like, you, you, that's not the person you want to be SCOTUS. That, that's not the right temperament. He lied. That ain't his baby. That ain't his car. I didn't do that. <laughs> Fucking, yeah. So let's get into a Dear Wesley. Hell um, yeah. Dear Wesley... I frequently socialize with friends who like to participate in debates. We share different opinions on topics such as politics, geopolitical events, etc. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't. The problem is Bob. When others don't see things the way he does, he throws a fit. Once it got so bad that one of my friends got up and left. Another time, while I was expressing my political view to the group, Bob made faces, rolled his eyes, and attacked me with ridicule. I got very annoyed. But Bob demands that we listen to what he has to say, but refuses to listen to others. He's fine as long as you agree with him, but in this current climate, I'm expecting more eruptions. Abby, what do I do? I'm sorry, not Abby. Wesley, what do I do when the next fit erupts? Uh, Sincerely, caught in the storm. Look, aren't you glad that we don't have a Bob in our group? Uh, I, like, I don't. We don't. We don't have a single Bob that we hang out with, do we? We don't hang out with anybody though. That's the thing. It's like me, you, and Wesley. Right, right. But I mean, like. Of all the people that we would talk about this stuff with, we don't know anyone that behaves like that. And that is also our advice, is that you shouldn't know anyone that behaves like that. Ask Bob to get the fuck out of there. Uh, I say that you you should be able to listen, but you also should not be able to hold a viewpoint if you're unable to defend it with facts and logic. And part of that is you are, you shouldn't be able to, you shouldn't be allowed to debate if you can't observe the rules of like the Socratic debate and listen and then respond, you know, with, with questions. Uh, yeah, my, my advice uh, to this guy would be like, don't talk to Bob's. Just cut yeah. him out of your, cut him out of your, your uh, debate life. Cause uh, yeah, uh, Bob doesn't sound like he's interested in a debate. So why invite him to the debate club? Yeah, he sounds like he's interested in being right rather than uh, anything else. You know, do what the Amish do. Every time he erupts, everyone just gets up and walks away. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Just go hold a debate elsewhere. Slap. And every time he rejoins you, just you know, let him be there until he erupts, and then you all get up and go back to yeah. the original room. S- slap him with silence. Exactly. Because there's nothing worse than that, that someone that doesn't want to listen to... Uh, you know, like the other side. I feel like it would be like having Devin Nunes or Nunes or whatever his name is in a debate. Nunes. Yeah. 
You think so? I think so. What do you think? I think it would be similar to having Kavanaugh in the debate because he'd be like, I like beer. Well, what do you Devil's three ways. It's a drinking game. That's, that's my favorite part of that whole thing. If you want to jump back to Kavanaugh, uh, asking about a devil's three-way. Everyone knows what a devil's three-way is. And if you don't, yeah. the devil's three-way is two gentlemen, uh, one woman, and they're all having sex together at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, that's the de- yeah. that's the devil's three-way. Because I guess with your... It's pretty I, simple like that. I guess with your genitalia, you make like a pitchfork? <laughs> Or would that be like? Maybe. Or would that be like another another guy? You you need three tins for a. I guess you could have a two two prong pitchfork. Anyway, yeah, um, the fact that this dude's know. like, I don't anyway. know what a devil. I like, dude. I can't believe that the term the devil's three way is now in historical record at a SCOTUS hearing. That's fun. That's fun that we live in a day and age like that. Right. I really look forward to um, President Warren uh, impeaching him in twenty twenty <laughs> and getting us a uh, a real. A, uh, a real SCOTUS to replace him. Hopefully Barack Obama. That would be perfect. Uh, what would Wesley's advice be? Wesley's advice to this would be, well, what you got to do is whenever you show up to the debate, oh, you make him a nice big piece of pizza bread. But it can't just be any pizza bread. It has to be the ultimate pizza bread. That means what you got to do is add a little bit of Mrs. Dash to it and then microwave it until it's just right. Wesley, you give the and worst then, advice when you're hungry. But, but you're not listening <laughs> <laughs> oh, what you got to do with your bed, Peter? I was just in the middle of... Oh, ha, oh. Okay, so what you got to do is... Then you give him the pizza bread, just, and then he's eating the pizza bread, and then he's not able to pitch a fit. Because I think he's hangry. That's the real problem here. He, oh. just, he just starts over again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do. You bring Wesley to your debate, and then every time he's interrupted, he just starts over with the recipe for pizza bread. <laughs> so, like, if he doesn't get it all out, the guy's like, Ah, I want to speak! And, like, then Wesley just starts all the way at the beginning again. Just, uh, I'm picturing Wesley trying to feed him so much pizza bread that he's too busy eating pizza bread to talk or too busy running to vomit up the pizza bread if he's not a fan. Oh, pizza bread. So, yeah, uh, so we want to do the... Do we want to do the second Dear Wesley or do we want to save it? The... Well, usually we jump right into the second one. But all first right. of all, for the uh, the inquisitive audience, I want to inform you that if you want to know what pizza bread is, it's just a piece of bread with like some ketchup on it, we... put a slice of cheese on it, microwave it, or put it in the oven if you want to make classic pizza bread. You can add some Mrs. Dash to it. You can add some pepperoni under the cheese if you eat I meat. I tell you what. And we'll, that's uh, it. That's all it is. It's... We'll, we'll start a blog post soon, and we'll actually publish the recipe to Wesley's Pizza Bread. And there's also Wesley's like ultimate ramen, which is just like ramen and mayonnaise. I don't even think you cook the ramen. Oh my you god! Just like you open it dry, dump it into a bowl, pour some mayonnaise on it, and then you eat it, guys. It's really good. Oh. I think that would be really fun to start like a like a blog of like uh, what do you call it? Uh, Wesley recipes. So like recipes. Every, so every time we talk about Wesley's, uh, what do you call it? Um, his weird food things. We then publish the recipe online. And then if you want to know the recipe to uh, the flying onions, you uh, go to this recipe here. <laughs> Wesipies. We can follow it in the wink. That's brilliant. So uh, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, 2020 will be uh, releasing the recipe cookbook. Oh, that's what we definitely got to do. Cooking. Oh, God, we could take all those gross pictures he keeps sending us of the food he eats yep. and like publish that in the book. We're going to make that we happen. Know how to, we, we know how to self-publish oh, now. Oh, so. man. Hell yeah. You know, we could even get a picture. This, this could actually be a thing. Wesley keeps sending us photos so we could put the different photos of him in a chef's hat on like in front of each recipe. Oh, we're going to make this. So, guys, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, the recipe cookbook coming 2020. That is 100% going to happen. Oh, my God. I hope we remember this. From Amazon Direct Publishing. <laughs> Amazon Direct Publishing, the Wesipe Cookbook. This is going to be great. All right. Uh, second, dear Wesley, uh, my spouse and I have decided not to have children. This for several reasons, including we have multiple pets, who companionship brings us immeasurable joy, and we are quite happy when we are together with just us and our pets. And by the way, I already hate these people. Was this sent to you by uh, Meg and Ozzy? <laughs> no, but it could be. We are both busy working professionals with established careers who travel a lot for work and don't see each, other, see each other as much as we would like to, and health and financial reasons. My spouse has a brother and a sister, each of whom is married with their own children, and when we get together, all they talk about is their kids. I understand are they're a focal point of your life if you're a parent, but that's not the only aspect of your personality. What about their hobbies, work, politics, and other contemporary events? When they do invite us to get together, they talk about kids exclusively and to such an extent that it leaves me and my spouse feeling isolated, almost as if we were inferior for not having children. 
They don't seem to understand or respect that for us, we love our pets as if they were biological kids and we are happy in our decision not to have our own kids. Any advice on how to bridge this gap and have better quality family time at get-togethers? Cheerfully childless yeah. in Chicago. Yeah, like, get over yourself. You're the one with insecurities, not them. Yeah, you know, here's my thing. If I hang out with a bunch of people and all they talk about is their kids, you know what I don't do? Hang out with those people? Because we have nothing in common, you know? Yeah. Uh, my, one of my, my, my a lot of my, my sweet relatives, they, they love, they love the Bible. And it is the central focal point of their life. And they love to talk about the Bible. You know what I'm not real keen on talking about all the time? The Bible. So you know what I don't do? I don't Bible. I don't write to Wesley going, They only want to talk about Bible. What do I do? I'm a I'm a happy Satanist. But I know what Wesley's answer to this will be. Oh, uh, what's Wesley's advice to these people? Well, what you gotta do is just wait until they come over again and just ask them to bring one of their children, and then you take it, and then you have a child too, and you can talk about it. <laughs> oh, and then you'd have a lot in common because you both raised the same kid. Oh, this will be a good idea. That's actually really solid advice because then they're always going to talk about their kid that they're missing, and you'll always talk about the kid <laughs> that you kidnapped. That you found. <laughs> and you'll always have that bond. Yeah, man. So that my advice is kidnap one of their children. Yep. And then you well, that, that's Wesley's advice, so we're not liable if you do it. You know, I love pets, um, but I hate, I really hate people that are like, oh, they're my children. They're exactly like my biological children. Okay, no the fuck they're not. Like, I mean, unless you keep your children in a kennel, you know, and feed your kids, <laughs> feed your kids dry food. It's a little bit different relationship. I get what you're saying, but like, shut the fuck up. Fur babies. Yeah, and I, I mean, I understand, like, it in a joking way, and yes, we love our pets like a family member, da-da-da-da-da. But, like, to say that, like, your parakeet is equal in stature to a child of your loins, come <laughs> on, dude, what is wrong with you? Yeah. That's like people that say they hate stuff, and they're like, no, I really, I really hate barbecue. Really? Like, you hate barbecue? Like, not just dislike... But the, the idea that barbecue exists offends me to my very core, yeah. Peter. You, mean, you don't understand. You, you feel about barbecue like Agent Fit Smith felt like being in the Matrix, you know what I mean? Where you're like, the stink is all over. Uh, yeah, like, come on. Like, I hate the misuse of language. Like, Do you know what else behaves like a barbecue, Peter? I've searched all over and I've found only one organism. A germ. <laughs> yeah, we live in a fucking, what is it, a world of hyperbole or exaggerated hyperbole? Yeah. yeah. We gotta back that shit down. Like, you, most of the things you say you hate, you don't really hate. Most of the things you say you love, you don't really love. Are you willing to kill for barbecue? Uh, I mean, who's making it? I mean, I don't know. Take your pick. But my point is, like, is there... A, it's like Guy Fieri, then maybe? Is there a food that you hate so much that you're like, I would, I would execute without trial somebody involved in the making of that food? Because if not, I bet you don't hate it as much as you think you do. Um, maybe like cannibal foods. I mean, I'm not saying uh, people. I'm just saying like you know. Anyway, <laughs> point being, fucking hey, pizza. Like food. I like I would probably kill to avoid being cooked alive myself. I I, I would. I that's hate different. I mean, human would, meat. If someone's like, hey man, I got a plate of barbecue, and you hated barbecue, would you murder that person? No. Exactly. I don't believe I would. Yeah. Also, I don't hate barbecue for the record. I've just been going along with it. I'm just using barbecue as my example. But yeah. <laughs> fuck the fuck 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 hyperbole. I'm, that's what I'm that's what I'm going after this podcast. Just exaggerated you, hyperbole. You hate hyperbole, you would even say, and will murder the next person that uses it just to prove your point. I will right now because I'm very tired and sick. And cranky. I've got the sick sweats, which I hate. Like it's where you don't sweat sweat, your just skin gets a nice greasy sheen. Yeah. Because your body can't regulate its temperature. I, uh, I've been getting that a lot today, but not from being sick. It's because the temperature around here started to go down, but not all the way down. So I get a bit sweaty, but not like sweaty, sweaty. So I just get a sheen all over me and I'm like, son of a bitch, this is still bad enough. I have to take a shower when I get back in. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's not a, it's a sickly sweat. It's not a happy, clean kind of sweat. I know. I'm doing pretty well right now. Yeah. Oh, but you're not. I'm sorry. It's all right. I'll fucking get you. Speaking I'm still of, poking. I'm still poking the bear, audience. I'm still poking speaking, the bear. Speaking of getting got, uh, in Canada news today, uh, Justin Trudeau, a photo of, of him at a uh, 1001 Arabian Nights party was discovered, <laughs> where he decided to wear blackface. 
I did hear about that. Um, he has apologized for wearing blackface. I mean, at least he didn't offer to moonwalk like the governor of Virginia. My God, I forgot about that. He did offer to moonwalk, didn't he? Oh, and his wife had to tell him not to. Oh, my God, that was the best. Do we not, like, as a politician, when you're, like, you know, making sure that, like, nothing can come back and bite you in the ass, do you not have, like, a news story and, like, some press headers ready for, like, oh, that blackface photo is going to come up? Ah, I mean, personally, I've just never... I've never had photos taken of me in blackface. Yeah, that's... I was going to say I've never been in blackface, but I realized phrasing it the other way would be more fun. <laughs> but anyway. But yeah, like, also, how many photos of politicians in blackface are out there? Because that didn't realize this is such a widespread thing. A, a widespread thing, even. Yeah. Um, it's just, it baffles my mind. There are... That is a good point. Like, you should know what your own um, comeback to bite you stuff is and, like, have those press releases ready to go. <laughs> like, already have... All of that just at the ready to be pushed out at a moment's notice. That's why all my all my stuff is contained in this podcast. So anytime I run for office, I'm just going to be like, it was all hyperbole and jokes. <laughs> it, uh, was, uh, it was all Wesley doing an impression of us, and sometimes his voice would come through. That's right. I'm, I'm not... I'm not one of them doing an impression of Wesley. I'm Wesley doing my own voice. Okay, now back to impersonating uh, Pat and Pete. Oh... Um, so, speaking of people who got got, remember Shane, was it Shane Gillis that just got kicked off of SNL for a racist podcast? May happen he did. Shane Gillis, yeah. So, uh, so he got on SNL, we talked about it, he was like a mediocre white guy, uh, and so then everyone was like, he made a bunch of racist jokes against Asians. And so then he had a tweet <coughs> where he said, <laughs> after he got fired... Uh, I'm reading all that. You can be sure that I'm reading all the death threats against me using that same Asian accent. <laughs> and that I love that. I oh, see. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to like cut out or turn down that laugh because that really spiked up high. I thought that was like an almost funny joke, but not quite. But the fact that he doesn't. He... I thought that was a funny joke. I thought that was genuinely funny. I think okay, so I think using a racist racist accent is okay if someone's making a death threat against you. I guess. But even then, it's just like... We don't even know if he really did it, but he said he did, and that's the funny part. Well, you know, I, I can tell you who's writing those death threats, and it's not Asian people. It's, it's, it's fucking... Triggered white people. It's white... It's, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, white people on behalf of, you know, Asians, I'm certain, are sending him death threats. This is why, yeah. this is why I hate white people. And these, these same white people are the ones that Martin Luther King said are the most dangerous, uh, because, like, you know, Martin Luther King could deal with, like, dogs and fire hoses... But his problem was the well-meaning white people that continue to perpetuate a racist system that destroys people's lives based on the color of their skin. And those are the same people who are writing Shane Gillis death threats. Yep. So we have to uh, continue to try our best to stay on the right side of history and not send comedians death threats over doing a stupid impression, especially when he's already lost his job. Like, what do you want to happen at this point? Yourself get arrested? That's my... You do realize that death threats can be submitted to the FBI, right? That's my problem with uh, cancel culture. What do you want? What's good enough? They, they just want to lynch mob someone. That's it. Like, they absolutely are we to... have the mob mentality going, we, and they want literally... to destroy yeah. someone's life and never stop beating them until they are a smear in the ground. Are we literally not happy until you get, uh, you know, murdered by a mob? Like, is an apology enough? Like, what's enough? That's the problem with lynch mobs. The justice system weighs and measures out, you know, the, the things for crimes, but lynch mobs just want blood, and everyone has a different yeah. <coughs> idea of what's yeah. enough. God, it was like, uh, what do you call it? Hashtag change the channel that was going around a while back about uh, channelawesome.com. The fuck is channel uh, that's, awesome? Uh, it's a, it's a website where Doug Walker, who's better known as the Nostalgia Critic, runs uh, shows. Like, besides the Nostalgia Critic, I don't, I'm not sure if he runs anything else. Maybe there's other people that do other things, but whatever it is, people are trying to say, cancel this whole thing because Doug Walker is so unprofessional once you meet him in person. And then there was like this huge document of people that have worked for him complaining about work conditions. And I sat down and I read through... Uh, 
a lot of it and it was basically just like whiny people complaining about work conditions that's there like a uh, one actor said that she didn't feel comfortable wearing like a, a sexy outfit for one scene and my thought about that was well if you don't like it hand it off to someone else you're not the only woman here someone else could have done your part so you want to play this role but you don't want to wear the sexy outfit when that comes up or whatever or you know stuff like that and also people saying that oh they're so unprofessional because they didn't know how to do certain things whenever we were filming in the desert it's like yeah they're not exactly pros either right like they're sort of learning as they go along it's the same as people that talk about how rude a celebrity is when they met them and i go you know how annoying it is to have strangers come talk to you now can you imagine that all the time no matter what it literally just happened to you or what kind of day you were having someone comes up and wants something from you or wants your attention yeah there was um I'm not sure if this is racist or not, but one of the people that worked for him uh, called himself Jew Wario. And the complaints against him was the only legitimate thing I saw because someone was saying that he was either uh, like a sexual harasser or even a rapist or something. And they're saying that uh, Doug defended him uh, after the allegations started to come out. But the thing about him is that he killed himself two years before this document came out. So what do you want him to do about it at this point? Yeah, um, that's the thing, yeah, and that's why, like, it's it's very tough, because you, you definitely you want to believe victims, you know, because, uh, you know, historically we've not believed, but we're, we're definitely going into a thing where, like, okay, what's enough? He lost his spot on SNL. All right. <coughs> what now? You know? Yeah. Um, and it gets a little more complicated with people like, uh, um, like uh, Louis C.K., right? Um, cause, yeah, see, I was... I've really wanted to defend him from the start. I haven't just because, you know, that's probably not a good idea. But, like, I don't know. It didn't seem like he directly molested anyone, but there's, like, a power play The power dynamic was the problem, and, yes. And, like, my problem Right, is... and I still am not sure how I feel about the power dynamic because people work really hard to gain their power. Then once they get it, should they be punished for it because they want to continue he, to date people? He, that's not in their caste. It sounds like a caste system to me. That's why it bothers me is because it's well, saying, you know, this person is below your caste, so you can't date down oh it's not about dating it was just he masturbated in front of him and it was weird like but at the same time um is extremely weird and that's another reason why i don't want to defend it yeah whatever at the same time uh it was one of those like he made a shitty apology but like now what do you want do you want him to never ever work again i don't under what's the metric some people have said that like they say it makes them sick to their stomach seeing him perform and it's like cool well don't watch him then yeah, that's I, I don't know. That's the thing is like the best way to it's it's I heard a friend once say vote with your wallet. You know, yeah. you don't want you don't want to support Lee CK, well then never go to his stuff again. It's not only a marketplace of ideas, it's a literal marketplace. Just don't fund him yeah. and he has to go elsewhere. I mean, my anger with him lies in a different direction, which this is, is I'd always Chevy liked tracks. him because of his uh what do you call it? Um you just got more car commercials. Fucking car commercials. Yeah, we were going on earlier about how I hate uh mass consumerism, but I'll get into that in a minute. But part of Louis CK right. is I wanted to see him come back with another stand-up special uh where he was introspective about what he what he did and because he was always very I like very interesting his his thing was like, "Yeah, I'm a piece of shit. I'm I'm weird." You know what I mean? Like and I enjoyed yeah. that. And to see him not address it at all in his comedy, I thought was a big failure. I'm like, I want to see this. Talk about it. Like, you know, it, it could just be a sore spot for him also. Absolutely. He's a rich white man but, now. That's what that's what yeah. like with boxers. It's what happened with comedians. You get rich, you lose touch, you lose the eye of the tiger. Uh, you know, the same with Chappelle. I love Chappelle, but like I noticed about the new Chappelle special, what I didn't like about it, because I was watching some old Chappelle. Old Chappelle, when he's younger, before he's like super rich and like an icon, he looks like he's just having the best time on stage. Now that he's <laughs> older and like angry, he doesn't seem like he's having much as much fun. And like, I don't, I don't know, man. I just, I don't want to see somebody on stage that's just bitter all the time. Like, I don't know. I want the old I, Chappelle back. I agree. You know what I like is this one story I heard about, um, Fuck, what's the people that played uh, Jesse Pinkman and Walter White? Oh, you're talking about, uh, you know, if you hadn't asked me, I could have told you, but uh, Aaron, Aaron Paul and the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. Yes, continue. Uh, yeah, we don't, we'll figure it out. Anyway, they were out in the desert filming, and it's like shitty conditions. There's a sandstorm kicked up. Um, er- there's sand everywhere, stuff's everywhere, and they're walking along about to film something, and uh, Jesse Pinkman goes, the, the actor, not in the show or anything, Jesse says to Walter, is like, man, isn't this just the best job ever? 
and Walter White's like, hell yeah, that's you know that is the right attitude to have right now because this is the best job ever, and even in these conditions, it's just so awesome that we can be out here, and that's why he always got along with that actor really well. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that if you're if you're lucky enough to not only do what you like to do, but then also make money for it, that's the dream. If you can pay your bills doing something you enjoy doing, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, but speaking about living dreams, uh, so. Oh man! All right, let's get let's get to the little Trump news, and then we'll get to the big Trump news. There's let's see, there's two big. Oh my God! I have some really cool news. Do you want some pre-Trump news that's like super cool? Yeah, hit us with and, cool uh, news. I want to hear cool news. It, I need something cool in my life. <clears throat> and fucking badass news this week. Uh, apparently, aliens are real. Maybe. I mean, the, it's still I'm, like it's, I'm not even talking about the Area 51 thing, which is awesome by itself. That they're having that concert out there at Area 51 and like annoying the uh, the military. But yeah. you heard about the the Navy UFO footage, right? Yeah, and the Navy's like, yeah, we, it's not us. Like they basically confirmed it's some kind of unidentified craft. But like that's the same. I feel the same way about that as I do about presidential impeachment. I'm like, it's not enough. Maybe, but uh, I'll just read you the uh, the blurb I wrote down about it. So the Navy has confirmed that some leaked footage published by the New York Times of UFOs from t- uh, 2017 were real. The video features a 40-foot-long cylinder-shaped flying craft. Uh, it could do a dead stop over the water where it hovered for a bit before making a vertical vertical climb from zero to 2,000 feet in less than two seconds before disappearing. Yeah, well, you'd have to be an idiot to not think that life exists anywhere else in the universe. It is cool that it's close enough now <coughs> that it's um that you know that we're not alone by distance in the universe. You know what I mean? That's the biggest thing is A is there life? B are we close enough to interact? So that's cool that we're close enough to interact. But yeah, I always thought that people that thought that we're the only thing in the universe sentient are fucking idiots. Yar. And I mean, just law of very... Not only are we probably not alone, but according to the laws of very big numbers or whatever it was, uh, there's possibly an exact copy of you, the listener, and me, and Peter, all out there somewhere just because of the probability of the same matter occupying the same space repeating itself at some point over a large enough distance. I wonder if So he's... it's possible there's a copy of Earth out there, not even in a parallel dimension, but just in this dimension. I wonder if he's living a better life than I am. I mean, for me, that wouldn't be very hard. I'm probably living a much better life than myself. But for you, who knows? <laughs> or if he's living a worse life. <laughs> we're, we're, we're both, like, paralyzed at this point from some stupid thing we did as kids where we fell and actually hit our heads this poor, time. Poor idiot. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty cool. But, like, yeah, I mean, like, it's always been like, yeah, the government's covering up something, but, like, how much do they actually know? Uh, but it's also we're kind of at the point where like, dude, just tell people that you you have you saw some shit. Like we we've all seen some shit, you know. Yeah, the, but the memes that have come out of Storm Area Fifty One have been uh, fantastic. I've been following that on Twitter I've... and seeing like, you know, <laughs> this is me escaping Area Fifty One with uh, soap that kills one hundred percent of germs and stuff like that. Instead of ninety nine percent. Exactly. I just I feel like eventually the government's just going to be like, you know, they're just going to get real cool about all that stuff and be like, yeah, and start making their own memes and like letting information out that way. That would be fun. So some little Trump news today. Uh, <laughs> Trump says the EPA will cite San Francisco for pollution stemming from homelessness issues. <laughs> I'm not even mad about that. That's just funny. He's going to slap San Francisco with a violation notice in the coming days related to pollution associated with the homeless population. Speaking speaking with reporters, he took aim at Los Angeles and San Francisco and the volume of homeless people. Uh, and he said, basically, uh, there's tremendous pollution being put into the ocean because they're going through what's called the storm, storm, storm sewer. That's for rainwater. And we have tremendous things we don't have to discuss pouring into the ocean. You know there are needles and other things. It's a terrible situation. Anyway, he goes but on. He's on. saying that the homeless are doing so much heroin that their needles are just clogging up the ocean? Pretty much. I'm pretty sure the homeless, like, reuse needles and shit. Well, I mean, the other... They're, they're not known for, you know, getting new ones all the time and then tossing the old ones into directly into the sewer? Is that a thing? Well, the storm the storm drains also don't go directly to the ocean. They go to a processing plant because that's how you stop pollution from going into the water. San Francisco so, has one of the best... So Trump, Trump just made shit up and... Again, uh, yeah, trying yeah. To, but yeah. Uh, the reason I bring this news story up, because normally I don't cover his dumb bullshit, right? 
Um, right. Normally, I don't care because he says so much dumb bullshit. It distracts from like Mitch McConnell just like running out of Fort Knox with like you know gold bars stuffed into his fucking pockets. Um, <laughs> but the reason I cover this and the reason it's so dangerous and the reason that I'm calling out. Republicans for being just straight up pussies right now is they've always been about states' rights and the feds overreaching and did it, did it, did do. Well, here's the federal government using the EPA to attack a city over a homeless problem, which is a state issue and a city issue, not a federal issue. And just because Trump's upset at him and crickets and yeah. fucking crickets. So. Uh, luckily, he's too stupid to really do anything, and I'm sure it'll come to nothing. But just as we've always said with the executive branch, it's like a shirt collar. The more you stretch it out, the less likely it is to go back into its shape. So now you have a president weaponizing the EPA against a city he doesn't like. If that doesn't terrify yeah. you, ah, fucking you're not paying attention. Yeah. So speaking of um, terrifying... You know, Trump is also trying to break the law in other ways this week. Uh, he's trying to encourage people who are working on the wall to uh, break all the laws they want uh, by doing things like uh, seizing land illegally, just stealing shit from American citizens. And what he says that, you know, as you're doing all this illegal shit to get it built as fast as possible, because he really wants the wall finished by 2020. Yeah. Uh, he's saying while happen. you're doing all this, while you're doing all this illegal shit, he will offer everyone that breaks the law to build his wall pardons. He's like, do whatever you have to do, and then I'll pardon you, okay, bigly. You know he won't, but, you know. By the way, that offer that he makes to pardon people for breaking the fucking law, which he also, he just did this fucking publicly, so it's not like there's any argument here over whether he said it or not, that's also an impeachable offense. Well, here's the problem. So let's get into impeachment real quick. I want to cover this last, uh, Last story is my throat's giving out and I begin to die. Um, All right. So then we'll cover his high crimes. Basically, um, Trump is in trouble because a whistleblower in the yeah, uh, that's my last story too. Yeah, and this will tie back into impeachment. Uh, yeah, a whistleblower with the intelligence community uh, reported <coughs> that Trump has made some like illegal promises to the president of the UK in exchange for uh, investigating some company that Biden and his son were on the board of in Ukraine, some energy company. Basically, a president... Oh, that, that's, a di that's a different case of treason than I have written down here, actually. Oh, well, basically, yeah, basically on the phone, this guy is looking for help from a foreign power to influence an election, in addition to the fact that, like, fucking old Shouty Giuliani went on TV again on CNN, and they were asking him about it, and they were like, did you ever ask, uh, did you ever ask the Ukraine to investigate... <laughs> and he was like, absolutely, I did. America! America! And you're like, oh, they, just, they can just go out and basically talk about high treason and nothing happens because it's so ridiculous. What was what was your impeachable offense? Uh, just the troubling pro uh, promises made to a foreign leader also by uh, the whistleblower. That's Yeah, that's the same. What, was it revealed to be the Ukraine, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, when, was... when I wrote this down, it was yet to be revealed. Oh, no, it was revealed, yeah, because there was a bunch of aid that was about to go to Ukraine, and it was this whole, like, I don't know, look, uh, listen, uh, you got but, uh, you got a real nice country here, you know? It'd be real, a real shame if, uh, you know, you didn't get that aid, you know what I'm saying? All I'm saying is maybe something should happen to Mr. Biden. I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah. Very. By the way, <coughs> this, is, this is an official whistleblower complaint to the inspector general from within the intelligence community. Right. And surprisingly, this is what surprised me. This is the very first time uh, Trump has had a formal whistleblower complaint filed against him. It hasn't happened before now. Well, so um, I here. Sorry, so I'm going to give you because we'll probably have different opinions on this. Um, I don't think this will go anywhere. I don't. No, of course it's not. I don't think he'll be. Trump, Trump's above the law. He can break it however he wants, whenever he wants, as often as he wants, and there's nothing you can do about it, folks. Nothing you can do. Trump's basically like me masturbating when I was 12. Like it was just, <laughs> it was like pizza bagel. You know, you can have pizza on a bagel. You can beat off anytime. Yes. As long as I had a closet-sized space and two minutes of privacy, I was gone. And uh, that seems to be how he works with uh, impeachable offenses. So, yeah, they're talking impeachment again. <clears throat> but I think the one thing that the um, Mueller report did more than anything else was to uh, muddy the water so much... <coughs> 
that we will never, we may never ever see a presidential impeachment. I don't think we ever will because we had him dead to fucking rights, yeah. and that still wasn't enough to see impeachment. The happen. bar, the bar of proof is so high. It's um, so astronomically high. Yeah. Basically, we have declared that whoever is president of the United States is king of the fucking United States and, and eh, free to do whatever they want. And this is they the, are above the law. This is problem. This is the problem with teaching American history. Is you know every year I get fired up. I go back. I read our founding documents and what American individualism is based on. And mm-hmm. it's the exact opposite of what this guy's doing. Like, the whole idea is, like, our whole government is based on the idea of the consent of the governed, and no man has power to tell me what to do unless, you know, he is fairly and uncontestedly elected and, like, has the consent of the people. And so, I don't know, man, if you have less than a... What, what's his approval rating right now? Did it, uh, did, it, did it dip under 50%? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never gone above 50%. Yeah, if your approval rating dips under 50%, then you don't have the consent of the governor, and you should just be automatically removed. Like, the chair in the Oval it's, Office should just eject you through a window. It's hovering around 38%, which is where it is most of the time. So, yeah, and, um, so, it falls to closer to 35 whenever something really bad happens. Sometimes it can go up to 40, but usually that's, like, only, like, Republican bias polls that will have him that high. Even then, the majority, even the bias polls don't have most people supporting him. Therefore, he should not be allowed to govern. I agree. <coughs> it's a violation of everything. But, yeah, so, you know, everyone's talking about impeachment again. And that's why the Kavanaugh thing annoys me. I go... Fuck off with Kavanaugh right now. Deal with him later. The president, the president is the clear and present danger, but you've already fucked that up with goddamn Robert Mueller's masturbatory goose egg. Yeah, and uh, Nancy Pelosi's already saying in private meetings that they're never going to go for impeachment against him, and she said, feel free to leak that to the press, which they did, and yeah. Yeah. Like, Pelosi is completely against impeachment, so there's nothing you can do. Well, just the Dems are too cowardly I don't even, to try it. I don't even know that. I just think she's got too much to lose by taking an impeachment gambit. I don't think that Pelosi has the best interest of the country at heart, just like Chuck Schumer. Um True. I think they're politicians, and God, Nancy Pelosi's been a fucking politician for 800 years, so like, you know, it's like an elderly vampire. You're like, you're out of touch with humanity. So, yeah. it's not even cowardly, it's just like, they're 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 basically, I'm, I'm certain that they vacation with Mitch McConnell. Yeah, I mean, you know that's what, I mean? what uh, our cartoon president has, is uh, Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan, back when he was Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer all like in a hot tub together talking about politics. Yeah. And that's just what it is. They all just chillax together, and that's kind of how it actually is. They're out for number one. They're not trying to change anything or fix anything. Um, and uh, she's just got a death grip on the fucking, uh, you know, her Senate seat. Um yeah, so of course she doesn't want to impeach. And the thing is, impeachment won't go forward without the fucking Senate anyway, which is, you know, Mitch McConnell's got that yeah. sewn up, so I'm sorry, but uh, there's nothing can be done. I suppose the only way we'll ever see impeachment again is if we have a Democratic president but a Republican Senate and House. Then they would just impeach him over anything. Oh, I was going to say, if we have another black or even just a slightly tanned president... I guarantee it'll go inauguration speech, impeachment proceedings begin. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, because the Republicans are just that <coughs> fucking wacky at this point. Well, like I said, I don't believe in the Democrats either. I think that uh, there are some there's there's there are some decent people in the Democratic and Republican Party, but they're the minority voice. Um, but the long term senators and congressmen, they're so fucking moneyed up. Like they don't give a shit about you or me. Like they got their talking points. They don't, they don't care about the best policy for the country, you know? That's why I'm so happy that Elizabeth Warren is surging in the polls now, and she's actually starting to close the final gap between herself and Joe Biden. Because I was feeling like Joe Biden was the best chance to become president, but I already said, like, you can go all the way back to the earliest Muckraker episodes. I've always said Elizabeth Warren is my favorite to be president. If I could just pick one person in the U.S. and say, you are president now, she would be it. Yeah. And she's <clears throat> actually doing really well currently. Well, <clears throat> the problem is that I, I think that Elizabeth Warren is the kind of person that <clears throat> I can imagine the Democratic National Con- Committee shooting if she wins the election. 
I used to think that stuff like that was possible, but when they let Trump just sort of get in and do whatever, I realized, oh, yeah, there's no one out there that's just going to... There's no one in the FBI that's just going to shoot him or CIA assassinating um, JFK or any of that. None of that actually exists in real life. Yeah. It's, uh, otherwise, tr there's no way Trump would have gotten away with as much as he had because he makes life hell he, for everybody. He does and he doesn't. Remember that he's the clown show. Meanwhile, like I said, Mitch McConnell and everybody are just like, Ocean's Elevening the fucking, you know, like the National Reserves and anything else that like, you know. They kind of are with the tax breaks for the, the Yeah, exactly. They're just, but like, it, instead of Ocean's Eleven where they have to have a plan, they just get him elected and then they just walk into the vault and just start grabbing money. Yeah, and people can say, hey, they're grabbing money all they want. Fucking do something about it. I always then. go oh, back. right, you can. I always go back to, what was it, the Paradise Papers where literally all the richest yeah. banks where uh, all the rich people in the world were in a giant conspiracy to hide their wealth and then nothing happened except the reporter that reported it was murdered and everyone's like, ah! Yeah. <coughs> so, I mean, more and more of Trump enriching himself with uh, his presidencies coming out and whenever all this came to light, all he said was, oh yeah, well, what about Obama Netflix? And that was his defense against it. Here's he, the big question, just though. Like, in ugh. 2020, if he loses or if he gets another four years... Do you think he'll leave office? I don't know, but here's the thing. And I've heard Scro from MMO Champion write about this over and over again, which is it doesn't matter what Trump does or doesn't do. Once he is, once there's someone else lined up to be president by winning the next election, it could be, you know, a Democrat in 2020, or it could be a Democrat or Republican in 2024. Once someone else has won the election, Trump can refuse to get out all he wants, but come whatever day it is in January that they get sworn in, that person is now president, doesn't matter what Trump does. And also swearing someone in is ceremonial. It's not the thing that officially right. anoints them as president. But they are president at noon. If he period. but I mean, but what if he cancels the elections? Mm, you know what that I mean? That becomes a bit trickier. Yeah, That's, if he's yeah. just like, No, no, we're not gonna have elections this year. That's my point, because um, if you wanted to keep a guy what you do, you want to keep a guy in office, you create a fake crisis and you say something like, Oh, because of the issue with the homeless in San Francisco or the terrorist attack in Saudi Arabia. We didn't even cover Saudi Arabia. That's a whole other thing that pisses me off. Um, yeah. yeah, you but just because of them he decided that uh, we're gonna go to war with someone else. You just create a, uh, uh, you know, any anything. You can blow it up into like, sorry, at this at this current time, it's too dangerous to have elections. We'll have to postpone them, and then you just don't have countries too volatile. And yeah, yeah. Um, do you think? I mean, there could be riots in the street, but like, who cares? That never solves well, here's anything. What, that never changes anything. Here's, well, here's what China's doing. Um, those protesters in Hong Kong, China has actually infiltrated them with like. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, their own people, and they basically send their own people in to be like, yeah, I'm part of the protest, and those people just start acting violently so that the police yeah, can crack false flag down. operations. Yeah, but the Chinese are actually doing it. So, I mean, it'd be super easy to go to one of these, like, tense, you know, uh, Patriot Prayer fucking things or one of these, like, white supremacist rallies, seat a couple people into the fucking crowd on the protest side and start a big fight a couple of times and then say, I can't have elections, guys, sorry. It's just there's too much violence in the streets. we got to go under martial law. Yeah, shit. So I don't know what we do about it at that point. Uh, I'm probably leaving the country, which will be hard to do, but I'm peacing out. I mean, Ozzy's been trying to talk me into come visiting him lately, so now would be a good, as good of time as any to get my uh, passport. I don't know, man. I want I already got it. You, if you don't have a passport, get a passport, brother. Like, <laughs> get it. Eh, it's like $50 that I guess I have somewhere. It's but actually, Link's Awakening's it's a, remake just came out, and i got to spend it on that. It's actually 150 bucks. Have you heard of to... Untitled Goose Game? You get to play as an asshole goose that steals people's glasses and shit. That's worth my money more than being able to escape a totalitarian dictatorship. <laughs> well, I'll send you postcards from wherever I end up. <laughs> Give them their bread and wine, a.k.a. my... Uh, whatever nutritarian shit I eat plus uh, Untitled Goose Game. And I am happy. we got a couple minutes left. Let's... Uh, did I say bread and wine? I meant bread and circuses. <laughs> let's, uh, anyway. let's cover Saudi Arabia real quick. So someone blew up a bunch of Saudi oil fields, spiking the price of gas and crude oil around the world. Uh, of course, Saudi Arabia says it was Iran because Saudi Arabia hates Iran. And of course, the U.S. is going, this is an act of war. And everyone goes, wait, no, it's not. Well, that's We're not even, what? 
How how is that an act of war on us? Also, <coughs> I look at what's the phrase that's the Latin phrase for who stands to benefit? Do you know that one? Not a fan. This might be me spinning a Go wild Googleometron. This might be me spinning a wild conspiracy theory. But uh <coughs> who stands to benefit most from blowing up the Saudi oil fields? Um who well, if the price of oil and gas then spiked, who do you think? Uh, okay, looks like uh, K-Stat Prodisi? Wait, hold on. There's a button I can hit that... How's it pronounced? Oh, you're still trying to figure out the Latin. I thought you were saying that, like, K-Stat Prodisi is the one that stands to benefit, and I'm like, please explain. <laughs> There's a, a button here that lets me hear how it's pronounced, but it puts it through the speakers instead of through the headset, so I can't hear what it's saying. That's fine. Anyway... But may, maybe the recording will pick it up. Anyway. Who stands to benefit? So... If Iran blows up the Saudi oil fields, does Iran get anything from that? No. Do the Saudis get anything from that? Oh, their oil production's ruined. Oh, no, now they have to charge more for oil. Oh, they're going to make a ton more money. Um, and also, mm. uh, we'll attack Iran for them. So uh, Trump's got the Saudi, the Saudi crown prince family's fucking dick so far up his ass. Uh, that, like, he'll, like, they're he, basically... He probably owes them a ton of money. I'm sure they have... He, he admits publicly that he makes fuck-tons of money from the Saudis. We we know that he constantly invites them over to Mar-a-Lago. We sell them weapons. Did some back yeah. Yes, he's bragged about that. He has shown charts and talked about, oh, and then I sold them this and this, and oh, they paid so many billions and for they, this. And they murder, like, thousands of, like, men, women, and children in Yemen and then be like, these damn Yemeni rebels are sending bombs at us. We better blow up their whole country. So, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, yeah. My official podcast position is fuck the Saudis, fuck the royal Saudi family, uh, fuck that whole country right now. Um, because they're, we are now Saudi puppets on top of anything else that we are. So yeah. <laughs> an act of war against the Saudis is an act of war against the United States. Oh, come the fuck on. So we're doing maximum sanctions on Iran right now. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. There, doesn't that seem like a John, what's his name, John Bolton move? But he just got fired, so why are we still trying to provoke oh, uh, wouldn't Iran? That, wouldn't that just break his heart if John Bolton got <laughs> fired and then we went to war with Iran? Yeah, so now he doesn't get to bomb him. And he's just like looking at that meme where the guy's standing on top of a tank going, Drive me closer so I can hit them with my sword! Yeah, oh, I love that meme. That meme is John Bolton wanting to go to a, just with a war boner against Iran, just like, Drive me closer to Iran so I can hit them with my sword. I'm John Bolton. Drive me closer to Iran so I can hit them with my full-length direction. It would almost be worth it to see John John Bolton cry to go to war with Iran just to see him, like, fight so hard to go to war, but then, like, get kicked out right before he could go to war. It'll be, like, him sitting in a dark room watching the war with Iran, a single tear running down his face. Just, all around me are familiar faces <laughs> yeah, playing. I was going to say that, yeah, like, all around familiar faces, worn out places. Yeah, like... <laughs> Mad world. Wouldn't it be sad? The dreams I had of bombing Iran are the best I've ever had. Yeah, so, uh, but I think that, I think you're going to lose a lot of support if you involve America in another foreign war over some dubious fucking terrorist shit that the Saudis probably did to themselves. I would lay money on the table and go, I bet the Saudis blew up their own fucking oil field so they could be like, oh no! Because, uh, yeah. I mean, all the Middle East shit we've gotten into has been the Saudis' fault. We we invaded Iraq the first time to protect the Saudis. Uh, we got into the second Iraq war and Afghanistan uh, when Saudi hijackers blew up 9-11, like blew up the Twin Towers. <laughs> blew up they blew up the whole date on the calendar. But yeah, all I'm yeah. saying is fuck the Saudi government. They're the ones that need to be sanctioned. Yep. Just maximum say. This is why I want electric cars. So I just want the day when the Saudis are like, yes, uh, our oil has doubled in price. And then us will be like, yeah, we don't use that shit anymore. We got batteries now. Right. The um, I saw an article and I really should have like saved it so that I could have brought it up on the podcast right here. But it's an article talking about how by 2033, um, solar energy will completely crush um oil and other stuff and natural gases in um, terms of energy out the value it produces in energy output yeah and you know the person who tweeted out the articles like oh man it's almost like uh, switching to solar power and renewable energies is a no-brainer yeah like, yeah yeah it is we're fucking living in the goddamn past with uh, all this oil producers and uh, if this podcast Jesus, is still and, going in 20 2033 we're going to open that podcast with me just singing a song like fuck you Saudis fuck you Saudis 
Yep. Well, they will finally lose their power. And all the Saudi princes can at last go broke. Of course, I don't know where those billions are going to go, but I'm sure they'll spend it on something. Probably trying to murder more people in Yemen, because I'm sure it'll only intensify the very fucked up things they do in the Middle East. I... And they'll probably use it towards sawing, sawing apart more American journalists. Man, it seems like we've been podcasting for a million years about a million different horrors. Every time we, Everything we say links to something else awful that literally nobody did anything about. Yeah, yeah, we have recordings of, a, of an American journalist screaming while he's being tortured to death, and, like, a guy comes in there and advises the people that are hacksawing him apart to uh, wear headphones and listen to music and says it makes it easier. You know, I'm not we a... We know that this happened and that the Saudis covered it up. The death of an American journalist, and nothing happened about that. And, in fact, Trump is about to go to war for those same assholes. Yep, you know, I'm not a murder expert, but it almost feels like you could maybe just, I don't know, kill him first before you started cutting him up. It seems faster and easier. Maybe he wouldn't move so much. Oh, they had to keep him alive while they uh, cut him into little bitty pieces. Why? That's how they operate. I just, I guess they're assholes. I guess for the asshole effect, I'd be like, guys, look, I know we want to do a torture thing, but listen, I got this like really cool knife thing. I say we just stab him in the head, and then we saw him up. We don't have to tell anybody how we did it. We can be like, oh, yes, he screams so much. And then we'll all, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's just kill him quietly and quickly. <coughs> yeah, like, I mean, if they really need the, the screams to go with the uh, the bone saws, like, one of them could volunteer to scream while they cut up the <laughs> exactly. uh, already dead That's corpse. how we do it. We're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just like, oh, no, I am being sawed up. We just killed him really quickly, and then you're just like, ow, no, not my arms. Now you're cutting off my legs. Ah, that was my favorite pinky. But yeah, so the fact that we're, like, just in bed with these dudes is disgusting. America... We're about to... We're, we're about to throw American lives, American soldiers after this shit. Because you know there's going to be ground troops at some point. It's not just going to be drones and shit if it's real war. Yeah, yeah. It's just fucking, ugh, what do you do? Well, I keep podcasting about it, hoping that, hey, at least the youth recently went on a huge climate change protest. I'm real proud of them for that. Yeah, that that happened. There was a bunch of people out in the streets, and they made some noise. and Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that's all the news that's fit to yell about, uh, like this time. I'm tired. My throat hurts. Pat, you got anything else? Uh, just the socials, I suppose. So, um, if you want your own, uh, life problems to be answered and analyzed by Wesley, then send them to thosemuckrakers at gmail.com. Uh, write us up your story, send it in. We'll do our best to analyze your life and tell you how you should live it. And you should probably not follow our advice because I'm sure it's terrible. Or, I mean, uh, if what? you want to just talk about how much the Saudis suck, I would love to hear your opinion. <clears throat> yeah, I, or you could uh, follow us at Those Muckrakers on Twitter, where I am starting to advertise our book more and more. Like, I've decided that the only way we're ever going to sell enough copies of that book that we can do this shit full-time is if I advertise like a shameless whore. Do you think if we told the president that this book was written by the Saudi crown princes, they would buy a billion copies of them for a billion dollars? Just tell him that they're, like, super complimentary of him, and he'll just buy a bunch of them and give them out to, like, baseball players whenever they win tournaments. Perfect. Here you go. Here's your McDonald's <clears throat> cheeseburger, and here's your copy of Dusk Belt. Oh, it says such good things about me in it. So, because uh, you know he's never going to read it. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um, he's not a reader. <laughs> not a reader. Uh, yeah, so buy a copy of our book. You can buy it uh, digitally, or we have a print version available. It's uh, Dusk Belt Book 1 called Give Me Back My Life. We wrote a book, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, and then put it we, uh, out there for you. We figured out how to get the formatting right on the uh, physical copy, which I actually feel like was more impressive than writing the stupid thing. Yeah, because nothing in this life can just be easy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, read that, enjoy it, and then look forward to our uh, second book coming out in October, which the working title of is Super Lad. We've probably got to actually figure out a real name for it at some point. And I'm, Whatever. Uh, I'm sold on Super Lad. <laughs> Super Lad works? Okay, Super Lad works. Look for Super Lad coming soon. And the next book is going to be even more professional because I've thought of like more shit to add to it, like an index and a uh, next time on the Dusk Belt. Nice. Uh, you know, <clears throat> little touches here and there that'll make it look even better. 
So every book we put out is going to be more professional than the one before it, and they'll all be unique stories, just like Twilight Zone, so you never have to worry about learning characters or missing books. If you want to skip one because it sounds dull, wait till the next one, because book three is going to be about werewolves, or it'll be about Sean Hannity. You have to <laughs> yeah. uh, two things that are terrifying. One of them lives in myth. The other lurks within your own country. Yep. So look forward to that. Buy our books, make us millionaires, and then we'll pay a million dollars to have bees released in Wesley's house. We'll film it, and then we'll upload pictures of Wesley being chased out of his house by bees. A million dollars worth of bees. It'll be magical. Make our dreams come true, guys. Make Wesley covered in bees again. Make Wesley covered in bees again. And remember, uh, if you do like this podcast, if you listen to it, I know you hear one of these at the end of every podcast, but it means a lot if you could go onto iTunes or Stitcher <coughs> or wherever I'm dying here, wherever you can find the podcast, give us a rating, uh, you know, give us a couple stars. Recommend this to a friend. You know, we, we, only, we can only do this through the support of viewers like you. Like and subscribe and follow or whatever your at has the thing to where you can get new ones. Follow or Like and subscribe. Follow or die. And leave a comment. Leave a comment saying Wesley plus bees equals LOL. <laughs> <laughs>